1: Hey, Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelly Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is Mad Shelley Films,
2: and you're, you're listening, listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio.
1: Where are we going? And then you're simultaneously
3: on in Inspirado Projecto Podcast. Oh, yeah, you can, you can do a U-turn. It is legal there. Oh, um, and then, uh, you know, I wonder if I can get Waze and this going at the same time. Oh, no, that's a different one. I am here
1: in the Ultima with Kurt Clenden, also known as Stony Shores. Mm-hmm. Keyboard extraordinaire, but also the main dude and honcho for Inspirado Projecto. That's right. And I'm just going to let tape fly because I've been listening back to my podcast. And I'm just like, Greg, just talk. Yeah. You
3: know what I
1: mean? So, or just... just People just like, like to know what's going five. on. Because I'm, st- I'm totally stealing your vibe. Like, oh, just, it's like, fun. I listen to your podcast and you're just like... Oh, I'm here at the Starbucks. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) all right. It's right. And every Uber driver, every Uber driver you have is fascinating. Oh, my God. Every Uber driver.
3: It's so cool how many different Uber drivers I come across who have uh, such amazing talents. Did you hear the one? There's a guy who made cakes for Mr. T. He he made cakes, like like extraordinary cakes. There was a a guy that I just talked to uh, who came out from Egypt. He said he only lived, like, I don't know, like a oh, three miles away yes. from it or
1: something. Yes, I heard an Egypt guy.
3: And then um, there's another guy. Oh, there's another guy that I met. This Russian guy, who's a jazz, like a jazz singer extraordinaire in Russia, but he comes over here and due to you know how, how things don't translate over. I mean, you could have a master's degree out yeah. there as a doctor, but then somehow that doesn't translate to out here. So then right. you got guys driving for Uber. It was one of those kinds of things. Um, And uh, so I always like to learn what kind of other things they have outside of the Uber, because sometimes I hear
1: stories where they just feel like they're stuck in a hamster wheel. And it's so cool. Well, you are so good at that, at bringing people out in terms of what they've got inside them. You know, because it could just be a normal Uber drive, but by the end of it, it's it's like, I want to. I'm in tears.
3: Oh my God, thank thank you. (laughs) I'm in tears.
1: I've heard a couple Where I'm just like Oh my god I mean, The last guy Was talking about I think Ancient uh, You were talking about Ancient electricity And the pyramids and, Oh yes and the Oh yes was that, was that the Egyptian guy Oh yeah Oh yeah Yeah um, I was just like What the
3: fuck Oh my god it's, it's
1: an Uber drive But you guys are like It's so
3: fun Because they're probably about... Not used to hearing people yeah. Asking them questions Right right, right. People just That's playing what I like Candy Crush it. or whatever <laughs> Right
1: right It's just uh, Yeah I like fudge
3: Right. Oh, I like fudge. Yeah, so tell me more about yourself. I like fudge. Yeah, All I right. Fudge thank, you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like fudge. Tell me more about fudge. <laughs> What's really Really? What like? I
2: like fudge. Feet. Turn left I and stay right.
3: three it's three fun because these people, ideally, ideally, the intention is that east. East. by me, kind of like, turn right. it's like sho- shocking them, you know, um, oh, I see. Okay. So we got to turn. Here, wait, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Here, here. Yeah, if you can do it. See? I had the f- I had the volume off so it wouldn't re- uh, intrude on our cosmic conversation. We're gonna zippity do around here. So you have the uh, cool mic. You have upgraded your microphone. This okay. So what's interesting? So I had the f-
2: turn right on and then
3: oh I think we're supposed to turn there. But hold on, let's see, let's see. Do I get on the one hundred one? I'm sure this will tell us something. I'm getting on the one hundred one flower. Oh, here. I guess we're not getting on the 1-1. I think it wants to take us to 134.
1: Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see what this says now. Let's see. Let's see what this says. I've done this a 100 times, but now I'm listening to the computer. Oh, okay.
3: So up. Okay. So take a right at the, at the uh, not the next street, but within a couple of streets.
1: Gotta love computers. Just make everything so simple. Oh, yeah. The light. Yeah, yeah. Right at the light. Right at the with this light coming up. Yeah,
3: that won't
2: <laughs> Isn't that great? I, There's I, this I've computer this brain a that figures times, how to but...
3: route you. It, like it yeah. knows what to do. It's so crazy. It's like, turn right you know, no, no, no more. Do you have to, you know, clinch up, squinch up, and like ah, when you know that this thing goes. Ah, no, no big deal. Yeah, you I know, just turn it right. Next one. Ah, here you go.
1: Here's another. I mean, I, but my, I should know this. You know what I mean? I've been driving oh, these right, streets right. for years and years. I should know exactly where the 134 was. Well, it's funny because I, no I, you know, I remember None. when
3: I first moved out here and I had the Thomas Guide. I, w- I was like, oh, you know, I clinched up. I'm like, oh, my God, I passed the thing. You know, and then it's right. like, and I didn't, and I get to something you, that wasn't been, a part of the plan that was in my brain. Like I'm like, ah! Jesus. It's a, it was a scary, terrifying thing, you know, and then you, and you really can't drive too much anymore because then you're all, you're all, It's like a, you turn into a Nautilus and curl up on the floor. <laughs> So I had the Watch iPhone 5S, and this is the same microphone that I used to use. The is thing S? is, oh, no, 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 we're going to go up here. Oh, ice. Oh, I, Okay, now I know where I am. And then we're going to turn right oh, okay. after we get under the... Uh,
1: right, right, right. Under this. What were you saying? Holy oh. cow,
3: my, this this is so crazy. Everywhere I look, it looks like some something completely different than, than what really, I remember Yeah, seeing no, before. they're
1: changing everything, too, so this is all new construction... Holy
3: cow! This right, is crazy. Can't I can't. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky business because um. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, turn right here. Yeah, because you could you could pass by like what used to be a house, like a really cool house, had some neat bushes in front or something. Next thing you know, they're building up a whole another apartment complex.
1: Yeah, yeah. are seeing a lot of that. We're seeing all over the valley. I guess the city too. But holy crap, they're really maximizing. I don't know if that's good or bad, Kurt. I, I some parts of the city you don't want overpopulated. Other parts, I guess you need new housing, right? Mm-hmm. And you would mm-hmm. hope that it's all affordable, but I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> Sheesh! It yeah. is tricky to to
3: you know. I can imagine have to try to buy a house out here, raise a family with a.
1: Well, I'm born. I got born into it, so I. You know, I live in the house. Oh, that's that right. You grew up out I, here. Live in the house that I was grew up in. That I born in, <laughs> she gave birth right there on the carpet. <laughs> we still have the birth stain <laughs> uh, And the umbilical cord. Kept the carpet. I said that carpet stays. That's right. That's a little bit of me on that carpet every day. And it belongs in the museum. <laughs> The Spivak Museum gets that slice of carpet with my afterbirth on it! God the damn it! The Spivak Museum! Or I don't
3: fucking donate a dime to nothing! What else would go in the Spivak Museum? Your books, of course. They'd have to go in there. That's the only place they're gonna go! How many books have you written and/or will continue to write?
1: Well, I. uh. two. Well, I've got two out, but I wrote. I've written four or five. The first one, I was so stoned. This is. You might like this part. <laughs> I was so stoned, Kurt. I was hot, so high How stoned? Drugs. Where is he on? No shit. I was oh, so this... fucking stoned all the time. Uh, I was like twenty. she so you must have had tons of ideas. Oh my God, yeah. I was like 22, 23. This big main idea hit me about short stories or whatever. Combined them all. And I, I was like, fuck it all. I'm a fucking writer, man. You know, and I went to this coffee house. And I wrote the whole thing out in pencil. So I wrote short story after short story after short I wrote like probably 30 short stories total. And they looped together and some of them made sense. Some of them didn't. Some of them really worked out well. But it was all handwritten. And, and then at a certain point when I was done, I was like, the voice in your head, you know, the editor, the, the other guy. Mm-hmm. He goes, all right, I'll type it up. <laughs> wow. Because you, uh, you have to copy it. You can't fucking really. What am I going to do? Hand this to people?
3: Yeah, you know that voice just started. Oh yeah, go ahead get this left lane. He
1: yelled so, at me, and uh, and
3: I was like, Fuck. so you typed it, and no, then I didn't. oh you did not <laughs> type it. Do That's You still, my have, point. It, do you still have, have it. have it in a drawer. Out?
1: Yeah, I have it in a drawer. Most of it. Uh, some of it I removed, and I I I made it uh, supplemental stories for Devil so, Country.
3: So up uh, past this, yeah. This is so And then uh, so Devil Country, when did that come out? Devil uh, Country came and out. Left lane.
1: When these guys oh, were. These I could have done
2: this. (laughs) I
1: could have done this. Uh, Devil Country started in stages. I wrote the first big draft of that uh, when I was working pizza in Beverly Hills. And I was living right around here in Valley Village. And I wrote the first, I guess, short story that was called Devil Country uh, there in North Hollywood. And it was pretty much there, all of it. And then from there... I tried to write. I tried to turn it into a screenplay, and that, that didn't work out so well. Was that your first screenplay? you yeah, wrote? Yeah, it was like my first. Well, you know, first or second? I wrote you, it when you have
3: no. You know, when you're an explorer, you oh, sometimes you just don't know what direction you're going in until yeah, you've carved a little
1: bit of well, a. You know, and by the end of it, it's like, where did space aliens come Well, you come must from? have felt you know?
3: so proud of yourself for, for tackling something you've never done before. A lot of people I have guess, never uh, written a screenplay. I, I, I've never maybe written maybe a screenplay. Maybe I bypassed
1: that part of it or something. I, I'm so screwed up on other things, I guess, or I'm thinking in terms of, well, it's not done, and, and why can't you get it done and all that stuff. And I actually co-wrote that with a friend, Sherry, and she was a doll. She was very sweet to me, and she's like, no, this should be a movie. Coached me through it and as best as possible. Uh huh. And then uh, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't have any contacts or anything, so it, it just kind of sad. And I made the mistake of letting my mother read it. Oh. <laughs> Did she critique it? <laughs> she was well. It was some moments and it weren't too flattering. Oh for her oh, oh oh oh. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. I was, I, it was about a guy who was living at home and, and Oh was an adult. boy. His mom was pissed off. Oh boy. And uh, yeah, I didn't go over well. I, wow! That was that was a bad moment. Wow! It cool. That in itself is a movie.
3: When you know, it's like it's like someone reading someone's diaries, so to speak. Because yeah. then they're like, "Whoa, we you know, oh, you know no, this. Was,
1: here's your
2: yeah, mind it,
1: on this page." It was it was uh, relevant because I finally realized uh, you know writing can affect people. What you say and what you put down—it kind of like. On the record, kid. You know, uh huh, uh huh. Whether you want it to be or not, here it is. And, yeah. And if someone's offended by it, you're either going to have to defend that choice or apologize, depending. Now, most people are like, oh, fuck it, I just write to write. We're, but I think that's kind of bullshit, too. I think that people have written things and they're, they regret it, or they've said things that they regret it, and it hurt, and it cost Jeez. them friendships, and cost them love, and all that stuff, so. And I, I'm definitely sensitive to that. To this day, I'm still kind of freaked out in terms of, oh, if I'm writing or saying something, even, like, with stand-up, am I saying something that's, like, offensive to someone? Mm. Uh, is it going to blow back on me? Is it, are they going to be hurt? Just mainly hurt. If they deserve to be hurt, then okay. But, other, you know, you don't want to hurt friends and stuff, you know? Right, right, it's yeah. Well, I'm okay with I struggle it. with it. Yeah, it's remember fun. there was a
3: class I went to Columbia <laughs> College and they had a class yeah. uh, it was about creative writing but it was to end all censorship in your writing whatsoever right so you really open the floodgates and you really feel so safe so safe that you write things that you would surprise yourself in saying absolutely you know um, well, whether it be me. serial killer kill type stuff or whether it be right. you know Hallmark movie type stuff or what have you it's like to, to really take the governor off to really take off the authority Um, enable, to do that, what's so crazy is what you gain in that is you really start getting closer to realizing that you are yourself the authority of your chosen reality and, you know, and then it really gets you closer to really um, um, feeling that intuition and standing by your, your, your decisions and your intuitions and really going, wow, you know, I'm leading with my heart here or this is the direction that is calling to me at this moment and I know what you mean about um, about you know maybe worrying about offending someone or hurting someone's feelings. What's crazy is it is it, it, it it's a tricky thing because if we have that awareness back there, then there's a, a, a well a diluted kind of message. I suppose, with there's kind of a diluted message that's coming true, co- coming through, and there's also that idea of you know, the judges back there, which like my buddy, I remember he told me it was an elementary school. They had an assignment to draw these to draw. It was an art class. And the teacher held up his art in front of the class, and she goes, this is what you don't do. See oh what God. he did wrong here and what he did wrong there and what he yeah. did wrong here? Oh, and that scarred him. This man is a, a great artist, and yet he right. still can't allow himself to to, to paint beyond <laughs> anything that's, like, like shapes and, and, and splatters, you know? <laughs> it's because that, that damn teacher is still, rah, 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 right, you know, right. barking at him. And so... You know that could really shape a lot of times what decisions we're making. And then the other interesting, crazy thing is, when someone is off ended, when someone is off ended about something, they're imbalanced about a particular thing. There's there's a there's a there's a a wrinkle that's that needs to be ironed out. They're off ended. They're not balanced. So what's interesting is a lot of times we hear about the things that you know we're screaming at the loudest or the things that offend us the most. Are actually the pieces of ourselves that we that we recognize in ourselves within that, that uh, uh, maybe a piece of ourselves that we don't want to see right then and there, and so we scream at God, I hate that thing, but really it's like, ugh, I don't like that thing in myself, and I need to iron that that wrinkle out, because um, once once that you know the idea is that once that spell is you know once that's ironed out, no longer is that an offensive thing. Um, the the offense comes from the Choice in defining that thing as that thing. So this tree, for instance, that's just a tree to me. Maybe in another country, culture, they're like, get me, get me at least two hundred feet away from that thing. That's very poisonous to my, to my people. You know, they have a different definition of what that tree is. To me, that's just a you know a green thing that's just out there. And so, you know, there's that idea that nothing really truly has that built-in meaning. It's whatever meaning we're giving it, sure. which goes back to that wonderful phrase, which is so simple and so true: is you know life is what you make it. Or or the meaning of life is what you make it, and so it's it's tricky when we take all these kinds of considerations into the art that we're creating, whether it's the comedy, whether it's the music. Um, I'd like to believe that the more that I follow whatever that intuition is that's telling me, and especially when I know that it's coming from a good place, like I like to, I like to center my intentions on um, the collaboration aspects, the cooperation, and bringing out the good vibes. And so I like to believe that those ingredients will be infused into whatever I'm doing. So then, in a sense, I can let the critics go because I know I'm riding on that magic carpet, so to speak. Right. Um, right, 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 right. I guess it all depends on what reservoir we're, we're drinking our um, our nutrition from, I suppose. You know What's jangling around back there through every moment? And then, what of those pieces are we going to choose to showcase either for ourselves to hear out loud or in front of others? You know, and sometimes that's an interesting thing, too, is that I noticed that like a lot, of, a lot of times, especially on this podcast, I'm, I'm, I, I'll notice that I'm, I'm repeating a hell of a lot of the similar ideas, Yeah, you have You know, and it's always the same thing. And it's like, you know, am I repeating this out loud? Cause I need to remind myself. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part of it is that I'm, I need to repeat that outside to go, Hey, remember this, remember this dude, you know, keep here, your, keep yourself, keep this in mind. Just a reminder. Yeah. And just a reminder, and to anyone else who may or may not be listening, <laughs> it's it's uh it's interesting because I think like the more I think the the breaking of the spell is um the more that we really appreciate our own company and entertain ourselves if we are our biggest entertainment and our biggest um fan and not in the sense of ego but in the sense of like holy cow I can't believe I just heard that thing come out of my mouth, I, I totally, th- that that was totally channeled right there. You know those times when Absolutely. you're doing comedy and stuff. And you're going, what? And you surprise yourself what and you go, I live for. Okay. right? Because you get your, out of your way of yourself, right? That's right. That's where that magic is. Get out Get out of the way. And so then that, that becomes now this crazy oxymoron. of going, oh gosh, do I want to offend anybody or do I not? And then at the same token, we go, gosh, I want to be in that meditative state. I want to be in that state where it's just coming to me and surprising me. Man, there are those times where I'm sure you've come off stage and, and you go, "What the hell did I just say?" What just, the say? Hell just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like just, you you wake back up and you go, "I don't think I remember any of that performance."
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of times where I'm like, uh, "What happened? What did I? What did I say?" Play the tape back or something of that nature. Uh, do
2: you?
3: Yeah. Have uh, okay. So for your, do you have a series of different methods? Do you rely on a particular method? do, uh, you know, have some, in a sense sort of like a little ceremony or a little ritual that you kind of have in your brain or something you imagine bef- while you're making your comedy, in the process of it, or while you're on stage or even afterwards. Any of those
1: stages, whatever. You know, I'd like to think I have a process or some method but I'm just a mess. <laughs> and it, it, it's different every time. And I know like basics of
2: uh, I
1: need to eat well. Before the show, or before an open mic, or an exercise, because my brain will be cloudy, as I call mm-hmm. it. You know, if I don't exercise proper, uh, it's whatever wants to come out is not going to come out. And all, will So I, I found that all you can really do is sort of prepare uh, all the ingredients, but I, I can't make the, the meal until I'm on stage. Ah, you know? yeah, 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 right. <laughs> I do to say that. Man. Right, right. And a lot of, sometimes it's like, oh, this is,
2: this is going to taste
1: horrible. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> um, and it's yeah, all
3: an yeah, experiment like, too. That's a, yeah, that's a fun and, thing. And it's and like, a lot of people,
1: a lot of people, they, they have a real method, you know. They'll sit there and they'll write that joke, write it out like a Seinfeld. They'll write it out or, or, or come up with it word to word. And he'll put it up there, and he'll say it word for word exactly, and then he'll tweet from there. And it's very structured, and I just have tried to follow that, and I just can't do, do you it. think
3: that the people who, you know, a lot of times what equates with, um, I guess when we think of the word failure or something, um, a lot of times we equate, okay, well, I worked so hard on this, therefore it equals this amount of laughter or therefore it equals this amount of praise or this amount of this. You know, in other words, there's that certain idea, which is why I think people get grumpy when things don't go their way because they got a plan on their brain. And if it's not going that way and they're trying to force it to go into that plan, um, it's like that idea, like if it, you know, I've got my heart set on this thing. If that doesn't happen, then the end product is me being upset. And then, you know, mm-hmm. then I'm really going to throw a tantrum if it doesn't go my way. So, already setting stakes, up that thing. They
1: put a lot of stakes on it. A that. lot of stakes on yeah.
3: it. So, I don't, I, I, do you feel that by being more playful with it um, and a little less, you know, uh, restrictive on it, I guess, um, do you feel that after I show you it? it's a lot easier for you to just kind of I, I, not expect
1: a specific outcome? Well, I, I I have to go in. Oh, the, yeah, I think we're gonna right, oh, exit. exit soon. I have to I have to go into the experience detached from the outcome. Right, 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 right. <laughs> as, yeah. As much as possible. Yeah. If, if that's possible, then yes. that's What I'm trying to do. I'm not saying I accomplished that but, I love it. I love it. But you know, I, I I think there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of people out there who set an agenda, and if it doesn't. Uh, hit exactly the way they needed to, then they're just in a, in a, in a bad place.
3: Well, heck, all, you know, that's that's where the true test of it is in front of the audience. Like, I mean, gosh, how many times have we, um, uh, you know, either been part of the making movie-making process or had friends who were making movies, and they get certain laughs in certain areas that they did not expect? Or... Um, that they didn't get laughs in certain parts that they did expect or that the audience wasn't grossed enough out by this, you know, this bad thing that happened or weren't, uh, you know, shocked enough, this other particular thing. And, you know, a lot of times it really just has to do with the vibe of the room at that particular night, that particular time. That's the funny thing. You don't know if half the audience, maybe, maybe half of them didn't eat. They're feeling grumpy. They're, you know, they're, you know, maybe, um, Maybe that specific night, everyone has full bellies. Everyone, you know, is jovial. They've been all had, had a few cocktails in and whatnot. So it's interesting how those kind of certain mindsets um, or 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 consciousness well, it can all affect, come in together.
1: It can all affect the outcome in the whole. It's, it's 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 strange to think, though. You know, the audience plays its part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think particularly with stand they they have a big problem with that. Mm-hmm at the heart and soul of a stand-up as a control freak and I, I, I'd i like to think I'm a control freak but I'm really not I'm really someone who's just out there trying to surf a wave mm-hmm. to a certain degree ooh and, that's a good way of putting it oh, yeah
3: that's a great way of and putting
1: I, it I, I see that audience kind of as it's this ocean and I kind uh, of have an idea of it I know what an ocean can do I also know that an ocean can kill me yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> so you have to respect it oh yeah I get this and and hopefully the waves will be good and I don't know I'm not a surfer I'm using well them. I think
3: it's great but because you know that's one of the things that Andy, all work out. Yeah. Andy Kaufman has been said that he he would just read the audience that, that his performance is based on kind of how the audience is going he's really good at tuning him in and you know getting them to play along with things and um, seeing the direction it was going on and then surfing on it oh yeah oh yeah so sorry you are going to be turning right here that was an optical illusion back there <laughs> so this is going to zip under, and then go, you'll see it. You know, like Tell us under. where we are
1: now in uh, downtown oh, at yeah. so City Hall.
3: We're today. heading to uh, Kei Chung Studios um, in the heart of Chinatown. And so uh, we're going to be broadcasting today. Oh, oh yeah, turn right here. Um, <laughs> sorry. At, uh, on 1630 AM on K Chung. And I think by the time you probably hear this uh, podcast here, at least on the InstaProjecto Projecto one, because remember, we're broad kit. We're doing two. We're recording two right now. We got Craig's and we have mine. Both. This is good. This is awesome. This is like in a sense a simulcast. Yet, it will be released later. Um, so by the time you hear this, you might have already heard the radio show, or you might have heard this first, and then it inspires you to go hear the, the radio show. So either way, it feeds off of one another. Oh yeah, stay here. Oh that's good. All right. Oh yeah, we're gonna zip around through the back here. This is very exciting. Kurt. Very exciting.
2: Turn left
3: on Bishop Street. extremely exciting. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, right. Um, have you ever read any of your uh, pieces from your book while you were on stage?
1: Um, no, <laughs> not really. No one's asked. No, I, I read it on your stuff. That I mean, you're you're probably one of the of best patrons of my Turn heart right on North Broadway. out of anyone. Man, I
3: love being able
1: to uh, You have read a my last story I did the parrot thing You're
3: I right? love the parrot story yeah. I love the parrot story Yeah I, I, I don't I guess I gotta get that one out That's on. triumphant That would be a great That would be a great uh, short film
1: I think so You know What is it Don't work with animals and kids
3: Oh that's right That's yeah. right oh, And you might need yeah. both of those for this project exactly. <laughs> Nice going Craig. If this lets you in the gates it should Oh yeah Oh oh. I, can, I see Okay Yeah yeah Okay I'm, I'm not used do. to seeing it from this back
1: back way. This is a whole different angle, man. I need structure. What in the hell, I need fire? familiarity.
3: Okay, yeah, go up, and then... I
1: think it's on the right. Do I make a right?
3: Yeah, I do believe so. Turn
2: right. See, on this the is oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Stuff. Yeah,
1: zip, zip. This is a good podcast.
3: It is very good podcasting. <laughs> I mean, have you also, have you thought about doing comedy? Oh, yeah, and then in there. Um, and then having... Um, no. no, like uh, right. someone pre- presses play on a soundtrack and it goes perfectly with what you're what you're doing. What do I do? Like someone presses do? play on a boombox or something like. Uh, so you get there's a soundtrack playing behind you while you're talking. I love that. So it could be dramatic. I want like, do that. Can I do that with this? Oh yeah, you know you you'll be able to add music into the back show of that. Do this you'll show. be able to add music. Do this they they got got all kinds of cool background. Um, uh, Sounds that you can put no, yeah, heard. on the anchor, and it's so fun because oh, yeah, oh, wait, are we able Mmm. All right, we might have to find something. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I think you could squeeze in there. I get now. Oh, yeah, all right, uh, all right, I'm gonna go up there and start setting up because I think Nicholas is probably ready. Okay. I'm just gonna start setting
1: up. Oh, I, hit, I don't hit stop. Oh, right? yeah, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, here, let's go like this. We'll be back. But do you have a special... Oh, oh, there we We'll go. be back. <laughs> and then uh, oh, we'll just save it for there. So we'll, just, we'll just give it some... Here's just something to title it. Okay. Fi. Okay, that's just what... And that, that'll... No. Not, not yet published. So that will... That'll load. You'll see it loading and then it'll say processing. Oh, yeah. We're still recording here on this one. So you'll hear the extras. The uh, You'll be able to hear both podcasts at the same time. If you press play... On both the Craig Spivak podcast, which is called Craigcast, and then um, you press play on Inspirato Projecto, that would be a cool thing. Like um, to see how how kid plays simultaneously. We're going up the steps right now. It's twelve fifty four. I've got a few songs. To play on this episode more than I'm used to playing, I'm not. You know, we don't we don't really play a lot of songs. This one I think is going to have about three songs from Phil Donlan, one from a girl named Tilly, one from Connor's band. Connor McCrory. Phil and Connor are going to be calling in. Craig Spivak just dropped me off, as you know. He's going to be the studio guest. He's going to have a request. Or I'm going to request him the request. All right, let's see. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. There we go. K Chung Studios. The master, the myth, the legend. How's it going? So good to see you, man. Good to see you too. It's so funny. Craig, uh, Craig's coming up. He just he just podcasted us on his podcast. He just recorded us and I recorded simultaneously too. So folks, uh, this will be up on mixcloud.com slash Projecto. Oh, no, no, what you're listening to now is going to be up on here, but the K-Chung episode is going to be on um, Mixcloud.com slash Inspirato Projecto. What you're about to hear is a song by Tilly called The 26th Floor. She worked with Dave Grohl on this song. Now, Tilly is friends with Connor McRory. Connor McRory called into the show today on Inspirato Projecto, K-Chung, 1630 AM from Chinatown, Los Angeles. He called up, we talked to him. I had a list of songs that I was going to play, and I cannot believe it slipped through my fingers. And I promised Tilly that I'd play it on the radio show. Well, I'll tell you what, Tilly, I will play it on the radio show, and also I'm playing it right now here on the podcast. This episode is actually coming out faster than the episode that we had earlier today at the studio, because when we were leaving, the studio... Was not connecting with the internet, so I'm gonna go back there tonight, grab the file, and then uh, upload it either tonight or tomorrow from our live K Chung show, which features Craig Spivak, who we, we we're talking to, uh in the car that you just heard, Phil Donlin, his assistant Roy. Is he, set, he was setting up the uh, Dom DeLuise, first annual Dom DeLuise Film Festival. And then Connor McRory called in. So it was interesting. It was an interesting combination. I I don't think I've done that before. So so it basically encourages me to call up more people during the show. So we truly actually do have surprise guests. Guests who have no idea that they're, it, they're surprised as much as anybody else. Uh, So here we go. Tilly with 26. So, okay, so with the slotted, so you're saying it's a first-come, 1st first serve basis, yet in a sense, the, the people are making up the schedule. Do you, so let's say, for instance, you go, you say, you let's say you get there right when they open up the slot. For instance, how, open do they, how, how often do they open a brand new slot? I mean, do they do it that same night after the, right after the open mic, and so then
1: you can sign up right away for the next no, one? Well I can sign up probably, I think it's five days in advance. So... Like, I could sign up today for, uh, what is today? Today is Monday? I could sign up, I think, all the way to Friday. And so,
3: you could potentially go, I want a 9 o'clock slot. And as long as you were the first one to sort of be the pioneer on there, so to speak, you know, for the new slots, you get that,
1: right? Yeah, if I'm first. If I'm first, then it's like, oh, what's the 9 o'clock show? Is there any slots open? Yes. Okay. I'll put my
3: name in. Oh, okay.
1: And Fills up and, you, and it's getting to the point now where you have to do like a day in advance. I can't find my. So I'll, I'll show you, it's easy just to show you. But I don't have my charger. Oh, I know. Oh, I know it. I see, I switched things up. Okay. let's see what I'm doing now. Oh. oh. It's all a thing now, Kurt. Oh, yeah. I'm just. It's all a thing. Uh, One thing's for certain? Just... It's all a thing. Let's go see oh,
3: wait, I Dodge. should probably look at the uh, directions here. Okay. A... Oh, yeah, we we're gonna going? go point files to point five miles to Academy Road. You're taking me to the cops, girl! Because we're going straight to the Why cops. Are we going we're going, going cops. straight to the cops.
1: <laughs> is, the police again? is this? Oh! Yeah. Well, this is the police, police academy, right? Here. Is it? It is? It's right over here? Yeah. yeah. It's right next to Dodger
3: <laughs> Indian. Oh! Oh no wonder it says Academy Road. See, that's. Is that where Police Academy took place? I you That'd know what? Crazy. I'm
1: guessing the thing. Oh, no. only you would My goodness.
3: Headless. That would be. That would be good. So, who do you think invented the whole slotting phenomenon? Uh,
1: I don't know. Somebody invented the website, uh, slotted, and that's the, that's a smart part. But it was the fourth wall guy's name's Joe Menente. He's the one who figured out to use slotting. To book comments, so I'll show
3: you. Oh, so it was originally used for something else. Like you're just saying for scheduling and stuff, so. and then this I, guy I goes, honestly, "Hey, let's try I, it for comments." Yeah, for sure. that is good because really, I mean, you don't know. Otherwise, you're at a, you're there, and then you're hoping, you know, everyone's running towards the list. I should
1: record this. Responsible journalist. Yeah. I can switch screens out of that and still records
3: that right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you'll see the way if it's still recording, it'll be there'll be a little yeah, red thing up there. Button. Now, when you get a phone call, see this is what's interesting. When I when I podcast, I, I try to turn off the ringer volume because what will happen is well, a text will come through. Let's see how does it work. If the sound is on and a text comes through, I think it knocks I think it knocks you off like it stops recording automatically. The good news is it will save as long as you hit save. It will save what you're just recording before it was uh, uh, interrupted. The other thing is,
1: yeah, a friend the, of mine called during and it stopped
3: it. Ah, yeah, there you go. That was the other thing. So the other thing is whether the volume is up or down. No matter what. Uh, Academy. Oh yeah, turn right here to Academy Road. I think we're going up this little incline and then down that way. Oh, it looks like we're going through Griffith Park, perhaps. Yeah, now, this is what we did last time too. I think. Uh, we got totally lost. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Or did we? Maybe we got found. Oh, we got found. We got found right away. Then we're going to turn left, it seems, at the top of this hill. So, whether you have... The... Do you have your turn? Yeah. These guys. Come on now. Come on. Oh! Dodger, I had like now. So if you get a phone call, no matter what, it'll 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 stop your podcast. Um, which is, you
2: know,
3: it's at least it saves it. In the olden days, it didn't save it. So you'd you'd have this, you know, forty-five minute rant about tacos or something, and then all of a sudden, my taco
2: rant, cling clong, and
3: all of a was uh oh, there it goes, my beloved taco rant. I could have sourced so much good material from that one. And the
1: meaning
2: of life.
1: Is, oh <laughs> that's
3: what happens when it comes. Yeah it up. does That's right. Oh.
1: Alright uh, Oh yeah that's right yeah it, so you this you is looking, gonna go funky. If you look at my screen. No set. whole force wall Burbank. That's, that's slotted. On time. You
3: go and on you, the hour. Oh, must be on time. Door locks on the yeah, hour. Yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. No, blurb, blurb. no place holding. Oh, okay. So
1: this is today, so if you were to stop in. Oh, 4, oh, the day, okay. Let's see here. So they. It's easier just to look show. Look at that, up.
3: improv. You it. You riffing and crowd work. So four so pm is an improv oh, mic. Oh, so improv you go to mic. Show up to show it. You'd love that. I bet I can see. You. So improv mic, like, you just go there and you just say whatever you want, and you don't yeah, have to have he gives anything you prepared. Your suggestion and you can Oh wow! Improv, Mike, 4 p.m. to 4:45 p.m. It Says here. Uh... Oh yeah, you're going to be turning right, I think. Soon. Yeah. I need five more. Oh yeah, I think. This is wrong, code. The... Oh no, this that's not the one. Wrong. Sorry, that's not the one. That's not the one. It's the, the next one. Screw that, your you, ways. know, This reminds me of that uh, that Office episode where Michael drove straight into the pond. <laughs> Because he was like, see, GPS makes you do terrible things. I told you. <laughs> and it's like the street was like maybe another 50 feet in front of him. All he had to do was turn left at it. But he, he turned right into the pond. I it's all GPS's fault. I follow it blindly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think, yeah, we're going up this thing. Yeah. And then this will make another loop. It's like we're tying a big shoe here. The big shoelace really? of Los Angeles. Giant shoe. Ah, there it is. Yep, another one. We're tying tying one on, as they say. Giant sticker yeah, shoe that is on sale. So this says, Improv, Mike. Hone your riffing and crowd work. Suggestions will be provided by fellow comics and pulled from ahead by the host. Riff and take as many suggestions as you like. Super fun, loose format to develop vital skill. So, Improv, Mike. That is cool.
1: How many people Five are
3: bucks. Kind of- Oh, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people already.
1: So does it say any slots open? Wow.
3: Open? Um, will it tell you if only the slots are closed?
1: Yeah, so it'll okay, say so at I the don't bottom think it it'll say closed, one slot yeah. open or one oh. zero slots open. Oh, yeah,
3: so no, it's it's so not full, near that then, not, I guess.
1: Oh So yeah, yeah. that shows you. It's like you got there too late. You got to get there to sign up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got you. So gotcha. all those people are now guaranteed oh. a spot in five minutes. Perhaps yeah. Perhaps in that order, maybe not. I don't know how that works. Wow! What the
3: heck? So that shows you all over these different locations. Right. So this guy's got
1: three. Joe. Joe's got. Oh, three at locations.
3: the same. Oh, these are at the. Wait. So if you're regular stage, is that another location so or? Is no, that that's the, the time.
1: Those are all slotted by time. Oh. Five, six, oh, six, second six, seven, stage. Oh, I can. So got there's two a couple. Uses at one location, but he only uses usually only one. Okay.
3: So, $8 for 10 minutes second stage only $12 for 15 minutes second stage is a truck oh really yeah it's a giant truck it's his moving van that he converted and, you, and people sit inside of the truck yep it's kind of
1: weird do they walk up like like the they yep. put down the little ramp I'm scared shitless that they'll lock us in there and they truck us oh my god lock and load everyone's locked in there that becomes a reality
3: show On another unintended reality show. (laughs) I thought I was going to see Craig Traffic comedian. And I opened that door and I ended up in Tijuana.
1: I'm not sure what happened. I was telling a dick joke and before I know it, some type of ether hit. I was out for five hours. Some type of ether. And now I'm in Guadalajara (laughs) hosting a karaoke.
2: Oh my God.
1: And I can't seem to leave the country and I don't have a kidney. Yeah. And
3: I have no... What do you do in that situation when you don't have your... Pa- like those people in other places, they're, they're on vacation, they lose their passport, they lose their identifications. Um, what is the first thing you get? I got to ask you, what's the first thing you would get? If you're in, in Guadalajara, you, none of your stuff is with you, what do you do? Laid. Get laid, first thing. <laughs> Bam. Get laid. <laughs> At least I have that. So they So first, number one, you get laid. <laughs> number two do you the
1: question
3: I'm well okay so for instance you have no you have no passport right. you got you're no still. wallet none of that and you're in Guadalajara you'd just like the scenario within, you'd be dead within hours okay there's, that answers my no question there. there's no you scenario just you're just you're just murdered oh uh, white guy
2: come
3: here come to Guadalajara for the karaoke stay for the death you want a steak go down this alley you want a steak Ah! I once had an idea for a—I don't—I didn't know if it was going to be a short film or just a short story, called "Steak and Eggs." S-T-A-K-E and eggs, and it's about a girl who realized that her, her boyfriend is a vampire. Oh, okay. so then she—she i don't know if she's going to kill him or not. I don't know. It's all up to what the characters want. What do the characters want to do? It's
1: one of those.
3: Yeah. <laughs> steak. Stay for the steak. <gasps> so. Yeah. What um what's
1: the biggest stage at the fourth fourth floor? Fourth? Oh the fourth wall. Fourth wall. Um He's he just opened his third location, which is in Hollywood and Normandy, I think. Is that the fifth wall? Alright, that's my joke. Ba da Every time I walk I go up, I'm like, It's good to be here at the fourth wall. Not the fifth wall. Screw that third wall. <laughs> fourth wall, it's all about the goddamn fourth wall.
3: you that third wall. Third wall, a bunch of homos. Do I you ever break the fourth wall to you? I mean, I guess in a sense you got to break to the fourth wall that's to the right. audience. Yeah, I think that's, right. that's part of the. I guess that's it. I guess, I guess. Well, what would a stand-up comedian be if he didn't at all do the fourth He's wall thing? Fourth wall.
2: At oh, all.
3: it could be. Uh, um, uh, maybe that's the bit. You don't. You don't. You don't ever address the audience. You're not trying to play to the audience. It's just you muttering to yourself on a chair. Uh, there's plenty of guys showing up who are already doing that. There you go. See now there's another idea there's I don't have to guys do I don't have to do that. Not so breaking it. the
1: fourth wall. I love it. An attempted IR not breaking the fourth wall. But it's really just them being psychotic. Ah. There's so many psychos at open mics. And regardless of this, there's still gonna be a psycho factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing mm-hmm, to do about it. Mm-hmm there, mm-hmm. there are drawbacks to it. I feel that the the, the best critique of it would be You've got 12 guys in there. It's usually male-dominated, maybe two to three girls at best. Um, and they're all there, but they don't want to be... They don't want to have to sit through yeah. other comics. They right. look down at their so cell So the audience phones. is
3: just a bunch of comics who are waiting to be... Right,
1: there. right. It has that reflexivity to it. And you are always
3: hoping that there's going to be some people who are there just to see open mics,
1: you, you know, know, that I, maybe I see I, don't if, in. I wonder if that's going through their head or not. I think a lot of the mentality is, I just want to work through material. I that's see. how I, I feel. See. I guess I, I, I want oh, audience response, but. Oh, yeah, I, we're going to take I that. Want, I want to know how this joke feels. How's it going to land? Is it coming out smooth and all that? And I guess fine. if you can
3: make comedians laugh, then I
1: guess if you know you, that you're there, really good at it. There's huh? that side of it where if you make a comic laugh, you're doing alright. But also, in all honesty, if you're making comics laugh consistently, you're a pretty dark comic. Oh. There's, oh jeez! Okay. You want to be able to I cater see. your. You're a pretty dark, comic. Yeah, you want to be able to cater your jokes to a civilian crowd. So. And that's the problem. Well then. Oh, kind
3: of that's mic. yeah. That's our interesting oxymoron. We're here, you're so getting, you're, you're at an open mic in front of all these other comics. You're trying to hone the joke, but the joke is really trying to be honed for just other peop, other people who are not comics. Right. Um. That's a problem. Certainly. Have you gone to Kulak's Woodshed? I've heard that's a good place. I've heard of that. i heard they're very accommodating. They love, they just, they're... I, I went to that open mic back in the day when I first, when I first moved out here, I went to a lot of open mics for uh, just short stories and, uh, I mean, really short stories, prose and, uh, and and music, improv music. And I'd always take suggestions from the audience and come up with a song. And it was the, usually it was usually to the tune of House of the Rising Sun. So I knew how the, how the tune would go. But it was so much fun. Oh, <laughs> such a blast. And I, you How know... How long f- have you been out here? Jeez, no, so I think 20 years, 20 years, years almost. Year, okay. February 23rd marks the 20-year 20, 20 anniversary. Where are you from? Normally from Sh- Chicagoland area, oh, no, 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 uh, Carroll Stream. I mean, oh. in L.A. Oh, I did first you moved live? to Pico Rivera, and that that um, gosh it's so nuts because that was right next to a town called Whittier oh, sure. and I would go to Whittier to send emails because there was a library there and then I would send packages Th- this is before this is before well before I had internet or YouTube um, I was v- VHS recording camcordering myself five minutes at the beginning of the day and five minutes at the end of the day to my girlfriend at the time I had a, a long distance relationship okay. So and I can just only imagine how depressed depressing it must have been. I mean, you know, it, that that's you know, God bless anybody who can who can move off to a whole other place and still have a long distance relationship. It works for people. It worked for my buddy, my buddy Andy, who I was a roommate with, who I I knew back in Chicago. He was my roommate for a while out here, he had a long distance relationship, they end up getting married. Phenomenal. Those those you know, there are those stories. Uh there are other stories where it doesn't work too. And it can make your life miserable if you got one foot in Home and one foot in the place where you moved, and you're like, okay, where do I really live? And um, it was crazy. I was working up a storm at Barnes Noble Encino, and uh, all my money went towards basically rent and plane tickets back home because so I tried to get home once a month and I'd stay off there 10 days, and it was just like, oh my God. It was a crazy, crazy time. But I lived out in Pico Rivera, and little did I realize is that, you know, here I was going to, to, to Whittier, little did I realize that my buddy, well, who came to become a a friend of mine John Garside was living in uh close to Whittier at the time and he was writing at that time the Max Neptune script about this superhero who lives in the future of of Whittier and it's funny because years later I end up auditioning for him and getting the part of Max Neptune so it's so interesting these little intricacies that you never know how it's going to loop back around later on in life and um then we ended up having the uh the premiere out there in Whittier at the um uh, at this old theater. Oh, I think it was called the... Whoa, I think that was called the Starlight? I think that was called the Starlight. Interesting. Um, this old theater. And, uh, one of their hometown favorites, this, this crazy guy named Doobie McDonald, he actually... He shook our hands up on stage. It was crazy. I don't know how he even found out we had a premiere that night, but somehow he... Someone let him in. he snuck in, um... They must have been a fan of his over there. He, he came in, and we had these crazy blinky glasses, shook our hands, and then he left, and he gave us a kazoo. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it. Oh, and we had our mannequin there of Max Neptune. We put the, the uh, uh, costume on him and everything. And, uh, man, it's so it's so interesting because the other crazy thing is Pico Rivera. So Pico is named after Pico, uh, Pio Pico. Pio Pico is one of the guys who helped bring together this whole California area, the Battle of Providencia, Pio Pico was a part of this. Well, what's interesting is John Garside ended up making a whole series of, of, sh- of short films, documentaries called the Forgotten Tales, which took place throughout Whittier. And one of those was the Battle of Providencia, where I played a man named William Workman. William Workman and Pio Pico. So it's so crazy. So when I first moved out here, I was in Pico Rivera, named after Pio Pico. Later, later on, I was in a movie that I had to do with. Go. I mean, it just—it's just so crazy when you look at all the ways in which. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna exit here. Um, how you, when you see how things in your life—and if you can't make this one, no worries—we get the next exit. Oh, are we? I just love how you—you you can see how stuff loops back around in your life. Oh yeah. And it, it's such a joy because when I pl- keep playing with those ideas. Well, yeah, turn right here. I keep playing with those ideas. What that enforces and excites and encourages me to do is to continue dreaming big without the expectation of how exactly it's going to happen or when exactly it's going to happen. Just with that trust that the the higher mind is going to fill in those blanks and bring it back around in some way, some way or another. Um, Now, I have to do my part. Well, I should say it helps if I do my part in noticing those synchronicities, noticing those signs, noticing those omens when they're there. And going ah, I see this, and then moving in those directions, moving in those directions. Those to me are the signs that my uh, my higher mind is going. Okay, go this way, go this way. Um, keep going, keep going. We're leading you towards where you need to go. And it's funny because had I not said yes to auditioning for Max Neptune, wow, I never would have been in Max Neptune. I never would have been in, in, in part of these these you know these these stories that John Garcia put out there. Um, I mean, it's, it's really fascinating when you can see how things line up and the way that they line up. Uh, for instance, Tommy Bowie, Thomas Gardner Jr. of, of Yachtley Crew. What got him into playing guitar in the first place was seeing a 311 concert. Well, years later, Tommy ends up moving out to Los Angeles. So You know what? You might as well turn left here and we'll take a, if, if you're able to, and we'll just take a different way around. Um, Tommy Bowie, Ends up moving out to California, and little does he realize that one day he would end up playing basketball with Nick Hexum. Nick Hexum being the lead singer of uh, Three Eleven. So he's on the basketball team with Three Eleven. Little did he realize that his future self would be in a yacht rock band, and that his teammates would show Nick Hexum while they're playing basketball his yacht rock band. And the next Nick Hexum would go, "Hey Tommy, why don't you you know get a hold of my manager? Maybe Yachtley Crew can play on a Three Eleven cruise." I mean that's astounding when you look at the way that things evolve so in
1: that Tom fashion. Shall make that
3: yes, added to the fact, what's crazy is oh yeah, turn right here. What's crazy too is um, my cousin Scott Madden used to work for Capricorn Records way back in the day, and we were some of the first people to hear about 311 and or even see their CDs because he, 311 they signed 311 to Capricorn Records, so we were given like these CDs, uh, you know, ahead of time. Uh, he did all the Midwest promotions for 311 he would open up you know you would introduce 311 and all this crazy stuff so i knew about 311 long ago and little did i realize that i would end up being in a yacht in a yacht rock band they would end up playing on the 311 cruise i mean with fishbone when that was the other crazy thing because my it's my cousin scott madden's brother dan loved fishbone and would always put fishbone on the compilations so here was 311 from the one brother and then three or the cousins you know the one brother 311 bam the other brother Fishbone oh my god and it all just came together oh you can turn right here and when you see these things evolve and then little did I realize years later and I was telling you that I ended up substitute teaching for Angela Moore from Fishbone his daughter and a fish I, I mean jeez oh wait this is the street that I was we're supposed to turn left on oh god okay so so sorry I just realized what just happened so if you can go back that way sorry oh my god I'm a terrible, terrible navigator, especially when I'm podcasting. Yeah, this was the street. Oh, that's so funny. This is the street that I was trying to get us to by taking a side street, but I didn't realize that this the side street took us exactly where we needed to go. Now I know that that side street's there, and that, that gets gets us even faster where we needed to go. God. Okay. That's crazy. So keep going, and I'll let you know when to turn right. So it's amazing when well, you see how all of these things fit together, and... and uh, and then on three eleven cruise, I was able to tell Angelo Moore, Angelo, I met you in person at your daughter's birthday. You invited me, and remember, and I told you that I substitute taught for, for her. And, and oh God, I mean, just, just nuts. Oh so, yeah, turn right here. It's just so, amazing when you look at that stuff and how it all falls into place. And you know, me, us meeting on the subway, and how did I to know that you ever had a kick-ass Mickey Dolan story, or that you had a kick-ass uh, uh, Angelo Moore story? Oh my God, man. It's so funny because you never know what kind of interesting. Stories and you're gonna you're hear from
1: people. The Blues Brothers, which oh
3: my, my favorite, god!
2: Uh,
3: and that's on your. Is that your your uh, Twitter backdrop? Is Blues yeah. Brothers, isn't it? I, think so. yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I did a Blues Brothers lip sync in high school.
3: Oh my god, that's great! Oh my god, maybe that's what we can do one time. I'll dress up as uh, as, uh, as we'll dress up as Jake and Elwood, and we'll go to to an open mic and just lip sync, uh, do cartwheels, and uh, dance like them that would be fun uh, oh it's so good the they're total superheroes if you oh, think yeah. about it what oh, you left here because they got their magical blues mobile which you know can fly basically and falls you know <laughs> thousands of feet and lands right. perfectly and land by- on Nazis yeah uh, they got their superhero costumes they got their superhero powers oh god it's just so cool uh, where am I oh yeah keep going we're almost there Hang on, Target. Oh, you're right here, right where the green man is standing. Craig, thank you so much for All the ride. Thank you so much for the service, podcast. Sir. Look at this. When I go in there, I, I got two parts now that I can upload as one podcast. Okay. And then uh, I got to go in later tonight, and I got to get the file from the computer. That's still in the computer oh, page. Oh, So I got to send that, and I'll have that up later.
1: I may call you later to teach me how to split these.
3: Oh, yes. Absolutely. I, absolutely. absolutely. Maybe, uh, so maybe I should stop. You want to stop me that? Me. Yeah.
2: Boop.
3: And then... Boop bam, and then whatever you want to name that.
2: It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.